Welcome to the Psychology of Success. I'm Caden Terry, and each week I help young hustlers actualize their infinite potential by featuring interviews with world-class leaders in business, sports, and health. Now let's get into the psychology of success. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I'm super stoked for today. We have Lisa Phil Love on the podcast, but before I get into more of her background and what she's doing. We have a big announcement. So we're holding an in-person event for the podcast. Um, and it's going to be called the Winner's Circle Mastermind. So this is going to be all for you young hustlers, ages 16 to 30. We're going to have Trevor Cowley from the Real Business Owners Podcast, the top podcast in the nation for business. He's going to be a speaker. And also Matt Blanchard, who is on the podcast, who's been paralyzed twice and is a motivational speaker now. We're going to bring in a bunch of um, high-level entrepreneurs, and they're going to teach us um, how to become better in all aspects of our life. And now kind of getting into our guest, Lisa Phil Love. Uh, mm-hmm. This was a huge request to have her on. My 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 grandma, my <laughs> Aunt Holly, and my mom all said, yo, you got to have Lisa. So what Lisa is doing, she's killing it in the business world. She is a serial entrepreneur. So she <laughs> owns Phil Love Coffee, Be Hot Yoga, and Phil Love Cafe. So here in St. George, those are three huge, huge things. Um, and spiritual I, parlor. And, and what? Uh, spiritual parlor. Spiritual parlor. That's uh, our cocktail lounge downtown. Oh my gosh. Didn't even know that. <laughs> Look at that. So she's absolutely dominating the business game. I'm excited to get into it. I've been involved with your brands all the time. In fact, uh, whenever you have sales on your Lulu stuff at Beha, I stop by. My mom will text you, hey, ha- they're having a sale. You got to stop by. So yeah. I'm excited to dive into it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, and it's a pleasure. Thank you for the intro and all the things that you said. We, My husband and I, we are partners in not just mar- being married, obviously, but we also partnered in business together. So we spend a great deal of time together and we love it. We, we are truly great partners. And Mm. I think that, uh, that's a, that's a huge gift for anyone to be able to work with their spouse and still love their spouse (laughs) and, uh, create with their spouse and desire to do and create even more from there. Um, it's always challenging to, to explain how that works, but I think that what we do is that we we love to create together. We're both very independent people, and so it's allowed us to bring both of our creativities to the table and then create the businesses that we have. And I bring some strengths, and he brings some strengths, and I balance him out, and he grounds me down. So Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, so that is something I have envisioned for my life, right? Mm-hmm. Right now I'm, I'm dating, I'm trying to find the one, mm-hmm. but I want someone that I can grow together and create with. I just highly like recommend saying, it. Right? So how do you balance that? Because it's got to be crazy being with each other all the time, trying to do family, business. How, how do you do it? Work-life balance is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's an illusion. It It's really like what, like you just said, you're envisioning that, what does that look like? What would that look like on a daily basis for you? And there's what would work for you. So my work-life balance or lack thereof may not be for everybody, but it works for us. And people always say to us, oh, you guys are so busy. You're so busy. You're so busy. How do you do? And uh, you're working so much. And for both my husband and I, we don't feel like it's work. We love it. It's life. It's our life. And 
we thrive doing it and we feed off each other's ideas. And, you know, if there's a challenge, we try to pull each other out of the ditch. But ultimately, I want to go back. I want to circle back to what you just said, because before I married my husband, um, I had a vision of of having that partnership, too. And it started with that. And I never lost sight of that, no matter who I dated or, uh, you know, potential partners. I always in the back of my mind was like, does this person like the things I like? Does this person really even like me? <laughs> and, and the things that I do, because, you know, they're different. I'm, I'm not your normal person. And what makes me tick is, is this going to work for them? And I always felt like in the back of my mind, I really needed to be aware of that as I chose somebody to be with mm. long term. And I say that because it is so valuable to have that. Mm. And I met a couple, um, in Las Vegas through dance. Uh, that's another thing I've spent my life doing and they were choreographers, husband and wife. It's Napoleon and Tabitha Dumo. They are JLo's choreographers now. No way. And they taught me and I just admired their relationship. They were passionate and purposeful. And I, I think those two are two key things in life and they thrived and glowed together as they were doing it together. And look what they've done. They've gone on to, to do all these different shows in Vegas and, and choreograph for everybody, like from, from Justin Bieber, everyone they've done Justin Timberlake. Um, and that really stood out to me and I met them in 2001 and I wanted that. I knew I was like, I need to have that mm. no matter what it is. And it is been such a great strength to have, you know, at the end of the day, when most people go home from work, we don't, <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> we're, we're talking and we're creating and we're looking things up and we're doing, we're using chat GPT. Um, it's a hack. I to, love it. Uh, at night at 1am at 2am. Um, now I mentioned we have the cocktail lounge as well, which is open 6 PM, uh, to 1 AM every single day, Monday through Friday. So at midnight, you might catch us showing up at the bar, um, <laughs> just to see if everything's going good. Not because we're out drinking, but because we love it. Mm. And we're like, you want to go? Yeah, should we go? Okay, let's get dressed. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so we have fun doing it and, they're, they're like extensions of what we feel inside and what we envision. And I, again, going back to what you said, you've envisioned that, that partner for you. And I, I think your audience probably is a lot of younger people that are in that same place looking for someone in their life. And my advice is to know your passions, have a purpose and find someone that aligns with that. Mm, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. So a follow up question for that. Mm -hmm. How do you find, cause I was actually just asked this, um, a couple of days ago by a listener. She was like, how can I find my life's purpose? Because I see so many people around me and it seems like they have it dialed in and they have their purpose. So how do you find your purpose? And basically I told her, I was like, look, it, it may look like people really know exactly what they're doing, but deep down, like we're all trying to figure stuff out. Absolutely. In, in, a, in a sense, like, yeah, we might have, somewhat of a clear purpose, but we're still learning and growing. But for you, how would you answer that question? How do we find our life's purpose and then align that with our partner? 
<clears throat> there's two ways I feel like that, at least for me and my life, I think that's a really great question. Where did I not feel purposeful? Number one. Mm. And what did I feel like in that, in that place? Cause we all are going to be in places where we just don't feel purpose where we're just like, okay, this is not feeding my soul. This is not fun. Um, and when you are faced with those circumstances in your life, and it is just a circumstance, it's not permanent unless you decide to make it so, um, you have the option to go do some self-reflection and go back to what, what did you used to love to do? And that brings me on to the next topic, which is there's all kinds of things out there on, on how to build wealth and how to be successful and how to be an entrepreneur. But the ultimate place I feel like we can find our purpose is in our own creativity from within us and, um, being more of you. Mm. What makes you more of you? will direct you to your purpose. Mm. So what makes you feel most alive? Is it skateboarding? I don't know. Is it mountain biking? Is it riding? Is it singing? Is it dancing? I mean, what is it? Is it travel? What is it? And it mm. can be leisure. It can be a hobby, but guess what? Because you're passionate about it, uh, you may turn that into something huge that you that nobody else could have done because that's more of what makes you, you. I said, there's all kinds of things out there, but is it going to work? Because you're the only you there is on the planet. So getting in touch with what, what feels self-fulfilling for you, what brings you happiness? What, what did you used to love to do before you started figuring out or trying to figure out your purpose? Mm. Go back to that. And I think most people will find a bridge to something be from that, from tuning in to what brought them pleasure, um, what brought them fulfillment, what brought them to a place of feeling alive. You know, like how did skydiving start? How did all these things start? Somebody loved to jump out of planes <laughs> and then they were like, let's make a business and teach other people how to jump out of planes. Mm -hmm. Is it going to make you be a millionaire? I don't know. But there is, there is the pathway to bringing fulfillment into your life, which will lead you to that kind of wealth if that's something that you're desiring. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Looking back on your life and realizing, okay, <laughs> what things have I done to where I'm just so passionate, almost where I lose track of time. Yes. Right? Right. And it's, it's taking the, the time to actually think about that and to meditate. For me, that's a great exercise I do. Um, I like to look back and I'll, I'll journal. I'll say, okay, what are some activities I do to where if I'm doing them, I lose track of time or I'm just so passionate about it. Yeah. That's, it, it's, a, that's a good indication. Yeah. That's the right path for you. Uh -huh. Is it going to be the right? I mean, let's look at Elon Musk and what he's doing right now, you know, in his life and his SpaceX and Tesla and like, where did that come from T himself inside of him? something probably he played around with as a kid. Mm. I don't know. Was, did he dream of being an astronaut? Did he dream of building cars? You know, it's, it's what, what did you love before you got so bogged down with what should I do? And I, I go back to, um, my own life and, and I went to school for interior design 
which I love. I love decorating. And I even loved decorating my own parents' home when I was growing up. They yeah. really weren't great decorators. They're both amazing business people and very educated. But my dad was an engineer. My mom's a dietitian. And the house just wasn't decorated like I like, you know. <laughs> you took so, matters into your own hands. Yeah. So I started hanging stuff up and moving furniture around. And that's, you know, my dad was like, you're going to go uh, you know, to a top A school and you're going to, you know, be all these things. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to be an interior designer. I'm going to be the artist person, you know? And so I, I, I went that route and, but what else? I mean, I love fitness. I love health. I love wellness, um, which I do attribute to both of my parents. My mom was a dietitian. My dad, very uh, well-educated, double PhD, but he also incorporated working out and running and going to the gym every single day of his life. Hmm. And he's still alive uh, in his late eighties. And he is the one that gave me the love of doing that every single day. And so if I look back on my life, I really didn't have this drive or passion to go the traditional route. And what I loved working out every day and dancing and surfing and going to the beach Let's and go. doing interior design. And Lo and behold, I stuck to it, and here I am today. So how did you get to this point? Because that, that is a huge—I love seeing that you followed your passion, yeah. and now you're monetizing it, and you're making money doing it. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah it is. It, you know, so back to my dad. He um, he truly put the love of, of being physically fit into me. And I have three brothers. Uh, they all—or Phil, they're all the same. They're all well and healthy and find their own ways of— of exercising. I loved, uh, dance and I did dance from third grade on and just doing aerobics in the gym after I got to be a teenager was like a second choice, but it worked. And one morning the instructor didn't show up to teach the class when I was 16. And, um, we had this, my dad had this membership at this nice racquetball club in, um, the San Fernando Valley in LA and we'd go all the time in the morning and something that I guess my dad tried to do with me, you know, like uh -huh, totally. I was this rebellious Bonding. teenager. So, you know, let's go work out and let's <laughs> go to McDonald's after or whatever for breakfast. And so we went and I was going all the time and I loved it. And they were like, well, uh, the racquetball club said, do you want to teach the class? I'm 16. No way. Yeah. And they're like, you've been coming every day. You're so good. So I led the class and I, I was nervous oh, and I, I just was going off of like remembering the routine and I'm a dancer. So it wasn't too hard to like throw in some ad lib here and there. And mm -hmm. I ended up, um, continuing to do that. And the very first ever group fitness certification I attended in 1991 and mm -hmm. it was for, um, group fitness and started teaching step aerobics after that started teaching all the stuff uh johnny g spin all the latest and greatest yeah. in la and never have stopped have done it i've done it all over and did it at green valley spa red mountain spa all the gyms in town once i moved here and it just became a way that i could get a little side hustle money mm -hmm. and it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, and, um, as far as income goes, but it was a side hustle. I could take my kids to the daycare and for an hour or two, I have my own time. I could reset my day and feel better about it and be a better mom. And then that also started giving me ideas about other things I could do. Yeah. And so I, 
started there. It's never stopped for me. And uh, all my kids are healthy and work out and take care of themselves as well. And it wasn't because I ever said, hey, you need to go do this or you need to watch what you're eating or they just watched me do it. They saw me do it every day. They went with me. They went to the daycare at the gym and hung out with other kids for a couple of hours. Um, saw me teaching classes, saw me engaged in just, that was my lifestyle. That was just part of what I did every day. Mm, it was life. Yeah, it was life. So <laughs> I, I love, because I love hearing that part of business as well, like how you can create, uh, you can align what you're good at with what you're passionate about yep. and you can monetize it. Can. So that clicked for you at mm -hmm. a very young age, Did. 16, yeah. out of nowhere, they're like, yo, come teach. And yeah. you saw like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. They'd pay me. They basically were paying me per class more than I was making in like my five hour shift at wet seal in the mall <laughs> for Jeez. one class. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. So, um, you know, you're, you're making minimum wage uh, when you work in the mall, uh, growing up and you're 16 years old and maybe commission. And so I was making, like I said, more three times that in an hour of teaching a class at the gym. And I loved doing it and, um, felt like I was helping other people to love it too. Mm. Okay. So you move here, so you're in California, and then yeah, you yeah, born here. and raised. Uh huh. Okay, and then you ended up here. Yep. So what came first? Was it feel love or be hot? Be hot. Okay. Yeah. So tell us for the listeners that don't know, <laughs> this is an incredible place here in St. George. It is, I swear, half of the women in St. George go to this place. They do. <laughs> so tell us about it. <laughs> they do. <sighs> and how you got there? Like, how did you transition from yeah. working for someone to doing your own gig? So I was teaching all the classes still here in St. George. And I, I did, I taught at Red Mountain Spa for like uh, 10, 12 years. Uh, a lot of guests would come from all over the country. They just loved our classes. And I did personal training. I also was a personal trainer, which was another side gig. I could do that early morning, in the afternoon. Um, and so I actually met my husband that way. We met through yoga and be hot and, um, a whole nother side story. But my, my husband was married to someone else at the time and she passed away mm. and she was a good friend of mine as well. And so this is just a crazy story, but, um, we had been friends. I had been friends with them for about three and a half, four years and, uh, after she passed away, uh, we just clicked, we just got together and, uh, continued on the journey with Be Hot. So it originally started on Bluff Street. It was a one room studio and, um, it was, we outgrew that very, very quickly. And then the location on Riverside Drive, um, after she passed, we opened that one uh, together and built that whole thing out. But I have to give her credit too on this because mm -hmm. she, she's involved there too, mm -hmm. um, in spirit as well. Uh, I got to decorate that one and you know, the whole idea of the boutique with Lululemon and all the really awesome brands is also part of the thing I love about design and interior design and fashion. And so that's kind of my baby. Um, I love all the brands I have a really great relationship with personally. And they're like, how did you get that? And I'm just like, I just searched out how to do it. No way. <laughs> yeah. I literally was just searched out how to become a 
a wholesale partner with Lulu, with Lululemon, and uh, was told no by about eight or nine different reps. And my husband uh, knew somebody in Las Vegas that had the Lululemon partnership in their in their facility. So he put me in contact with the girl that did their buying, and she put me in contact with her rep. And her rep called me and was like, well, this is 2000, uh, this is 2015. She's like, we don't do partnerships in a city. We don't have a retail store. Okay. And I was like, but we need it. Uh, And I'm not taking no for an answer. (laughs) We need it. And I said, I, I mean, I told her all the things we were able to do um, revenue wise without it. And up to that point with other brands uh, that I, that I already had. And having the Ironman here, having all the national parks here, having all the races here, having the marathon here. She's like, let me talk to my, let me talk to my team. <laughs> Let's go. You sold her on it. I know. So I sent her all those stats. I said, I would not take no. And in March of 2016, we got the partnership mm. and, uh, they did lots of support with us on how to maintain the brand and what their policies are. I have to sign the contract with them every year. And they're like, we aren't even planning on putting a store in Southern Utah until 2025. Well, guess what happened? We started selling so much Lululemon that we were the number one partner in the entire Western United States. And so then, yeah, other facilities, um, found out how to do it with summit next <laughs> and, um, a few others. And I was like, whatever, I don't care. I did all the groundwork for you. Yeah. It's fine. It took you nine no's. Yeah. Took me nine no's. And then you became the top partner yep. in the West. Yeah. And so in 20, gosh, when was it? 2018, 2019, they announced they were going to do a pop-up store here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what happened to not opening stores till 2025? Yeah. And, um, she's like, well, you guys have done so well. <laughs> and so we were like, whatever. Well, you know, we're going to support you, blah, 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 this and that. So now they have a store, an actual permanent store over in the mm-hmm. mall here. Um, and what year are we in? 2023. 2023. Mm-hmm. So the growth here and the sales here just impressed them so much. Yeah. Um, so we got the partnership with Lulu. I have other brands, you know, Viore, Free People, Hobo Bags and Wallets. I've got um, L.A. Made and Spiritual Gangster and I'm trying to think what else. I mean, we have it It truly has become like this very uh, all the brands I love all in one place kind so of place. Cool. You've created that. Mm-hmm. You envisioned yeah. it. Yeah. Like I like to say, you visualize and then you actualize. Right. First, you visualize exactly mm-hmm. what you wanted and then you brought that. Well, to I've reality. always had a shopping right. issue. Okay. I've always, <laughs> always loved to shop. And I've always, like I said, one of my first jobs was in a retail clothing store in the mall. And I love fashion. And part of my schooling in interior design was fashion and textiles as well. And so it just, I, again, something that I love. And now I can basically buy everything I want to wear for the boutique at yes. a wholesale. Smart. And um, actually, this is a funny story, but we were, my husband and I went to Sedona um, in the end of 2014, New Year's 2015. And while we were there, I found this pair of pants doing some retail shopping therapy and they were this brand called spiritual gangster. And, and he's like, if you get the wholesale account for them, you can have whatever you want. 
And I was like, done. <laughs> That's all you needed to hear. And right I, we came back and I got the hostel account. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I got those pants. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, I love to make people feel good in whether it's in the class setting, whether it's at feel love doing, having something, you know, sacred to drink that they like to have every day, a space to sit in, or whether it's in one of our many practices at Be Hot and having our instructors all be trained to allow every single member to be seen, heard and cared for just as they are. Mm. It's huge. Mm. And I, I love that. I, I love that across all places. So you put a lot of emphasis on that from the beginning with mm -hmm. the people you train. Yes. Right? From the beginning. It's not just about getting up there and teaching a set pattern of things or it's, 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 it's a small feat to get people to command a room and be able to get in front of that room and present something from inside themselves that can be relatable, that is authentic, that is something that they're passionate about. Like, I'm not going to give the same message as some one of my other instructors are going to give. I mean, I hope no, I'm not because it wouldn't be authentic to me or mm. it wouldn't be authentic to them if they chose my message. And so we teach, we do, we teach that every instructor has their own self-reflection time, their own time to continue to be educated and learn and grow and uh, how they approach life challenges. It's all brought to every practice. And I think that's why everyone, all the women love to come to be hot because mm -hmm. there's, there's that, there's usually three kinds of people in the room at be hot. There's the mystic that wants the message. There's the engineer that wants to know where to put their foot and where to put their hand and how to breathe and am I doing the pose right, right? And then there's the athlete that just wants to sweat. This wants to get it on, get, get the workout on and get it done and let's go. And so we're constantly um, teaching our practices to all three of those. We have all three of them in the room. And you could become, you could be the mystic one week and then one week you're like, let's just, let's go. I want to be the athlete. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, we teach that in our teacher trainings that you, you've got to be able to bring your A game, number one, and number two, be authentic. Number three, know who your audience is, as you do with uh -huh. your podcast, right? Uh -huh. Like, you know, your targeted audience. So the message should be relevant for the audience. Exactly. You cater right. it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that's interesting. So it sounds like the unique thing about Be Hot Yoga is that you, you guys are well-rounded. You're not just teaching people how to do yoga but you're teaching them inspiring messages, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? I'm, I want to go to a class. So my mom begs me almost every, so she goes to your <laughs> class, I think each Sunday at like 8.30 with my aunt. Okay, or, so that Sunday, the, the Sunday practice is slow flow. Um, and yeah. that's Macy and Brittany and they're awesome. Okay, because they, they yeah. beg me to go. They go so I'm going to go this should. Sunday and yeah. try it out. So, and that's the thing is that every one of our instructors is trained is phenomenal. Like people want to say, to, they ask me all the time, which classes should I take? I'm like, choose a time that works for you and just go. Mm. Um, my message, like I said, isn't going to be the same as theirs. My practice isn't going to be the same as theirs. Everyone is bringing their more of them. That's what I started out with saying is like, be more of you in whatever it is you're doing. And you're going to find some sense of fulfillment there. And I think that when you feel fulfilled, when you feel whole, 
when you feel connected and aligned, then your purpose will unveil itself. Mm. It's when you feel separate and when you feel disconnected from people, places, things, or aspirations, you feel separate, like, oh, it's going to take me uh, all this time to get there. It, it can feel daunting. It can feel like a huge journey. Like, look where I am now. Oh my gosh, you know, mm. but ultimately when we can find a place like be hot where I yes. can, where you can feel connected, feel whole, feel aligned, feel some kind of something within your purpose is going to, it's, it's going to show up. Mm. You're going to find it. We're all looking for that. And so mm-hmm. it's cool that you found an avenue for people to, to yeah. be grounded and to find that spirituality. I've had more yeah. instructors take my class. This is booty yoga, by the way, B U T I, okay. which means the hidden cure. It's okay. a, it's a, a word from the islands and the tribes and it means the cure from within. So it's kind of like, I want to say it's, it's yoga rewired for 2023. Mm -hmm. And so I've been teaching booty yoga for a couple of years now. I've taught all forms of yoga, but this one has to probably be my absolute favorite. Why? It's, it combines tribal energy, tribe, like we're, we're drumming, we're shaking, we're dancing around that, that, uh, that fire basically. Mm -hmm. And we're letting go and just being in the moment more than I can say. And it's got really cool music. Like I, I'll put some grimy hip hop on, on there just (laughs) to get people out of their own way. yeah. Yeah. And we shake and we do yoga asana, which are the poses, but we, we add dynamic movement to the poses. So we're not holding a pose. We're actually spiraling and moving the energy, moving these things through us as we practice. And I don't know what happens for everyone in the room, but I can tell you that more instructors have told me that it is their therapy Mm. and they feel, uh, they feel, what's the word I can, liberated after booty yoga. I don't know. I I just, you have to come experience it for yourself Mm. and it's just taking the world by storm. So it's, we have it on our schedule and we've done a booty yoga certification with, with the actual bootyyoga.com master instructors. They came here at the end of 2021. It was one of the first in-person certs from after COVID Mm -hmm. uh, or during, I should say, I guess. And we had 50 people that signed up for that training, that certification. I had six or seven of their top master trainers here from bootyyoga.com. They, their headquarters were in Scottsdale and, um, and this girl that started this booty yoga practice wanted to combine tribal energy with tribal movements, creating that tribal feel, that tribe. Yeah, the unity. Yeah, and and mix it with yoga. And we'll say there's probably some hot Pilates in there too. Yeah. And so that's what we do. And at the end of it, everyone in the practice sits down in a huge circle facing inward and we all join and we finish off in a tribe. And that is so sick. It's so powerful. Because I bet people forget the outside world. Because if you're doing stuff like that, you have to be very present. Yeah. That, that, that is huge for business and in life. Is Because we have so many distractions mm-hmm. and so many things going on. Yeah. So for you, what do you do to, to cultivate that in your life of being present? Mm. What advice would you give? 
Being present. Uh, one of my mentors says it, that um, the present moment is the most known unknown feeling to us because we're so seldomly in it. It is the great unknown. So think about this. The present moment is the great unknown. And I think when people think of the unknown, they think of something that they haven't experienced yet. Something out there, something a year from now or six months from now or eight months from now. But the truth is, is that, um, the present moment is, is the great unknown because like I said, we're so seldomly there. We're so seldomly just residing in the now. And so, so much of our energy is going out to our, our businesses, our spouses, our partners, our potential partners, our pets, right? If we have pets, our parents, our siblings, our whatever it is, our schooling, and so we're constantly um, sending out these, this energy in these directions. And so being in the unknown, being in the present moment is challenging because we all have this whole circle of things that, yes, that full of problems. Right. And so being in the now is a practice. It is truly a practice because you can get really good at anything you practice, anything. You can get good at being completely unpresent with anyone, anywhere, at any time. And you can practice that your whole life and miss so much. Or you can get really good at being present and turning off your phone or just looking at someone in the eyes when you're talking to them, having their attention, listening to your friend or your sibling or potential partner and not being distracted with, with anything. I mean, now we, we have social media, which can distract you all day if you let it, right. You can just be it's on easy. there just, just whatever all yeah. day, every day. So for my husband and I, we are heavy meditators. We practice meditation every day and it may not be for everyone. And it's, it is a challenge. Like I said, though, you can get good at whatever you practice. Anything you practice, you're going to get, you're going to get good at. Hands down. No doubt. So meditation for us is how we get into the now. It is unwiring all of those things that we're connected to for 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, We've done a three hour meditation before. No way. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? I mean, it felt like five minutes Jeez. when you can get there, uh -huh. but when you can't get there and you're constantly struggling to bring your thoughts back, you know, you're not, you're not your thoughts are wandering, wandering. Some may get frustrated and be like, I can't meditate, but you though that actually is you teaching your brain and your body to listen to you. It is actually meditation and you don't have to have no thoughts in meditation. You just have to ease them back, ease them back. Let, let that, that practice of having your thoughts wander all day long be stopped for just that time. And as many times as you have to do it, and at first it could be tedious, it could be tedious mm -hmm. to be like bringing your thoughts back, bringing your thoughts back. Like, Oh yeah, my dog. Oh, the phone ringing. Oh, 
I have to, I'm hungry. Uh, you know, so like, what, what grounds you while you're meditating your breath? Cause that's what I do. That breath helps. work helps. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Music helps for me. I, I like to have trancey music on. Yeah. I love a trancey music. And, um, so I mentioned a mentor that we have and, uh, one of the ones that we've worked with off and on for the last year and a half, uh, pretty closely is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I don't know if you're familiar with I, him. I've heard that name. Yeah. And we're actually going to see him um, in two days, but no way. Yeah. He's amazing. And I highly recommend if anyone wants to start or understand the science behind meditation and how it makes your brain healthy, look up his website. It's drjoedispenza.com. And he has so much information on there, the science behind meditation, how we make our brains worse by going into that, um, that heightened state of survival of where we have to go do all these things. And if we think if we're not doing it, then we're failing somehow. And that actually literally there's, there's data to show that that makes us worse, not better. Hmm. And so when we can quiet that down, we're actually healing our brain. We're actually healing our body and getting into a place where we can be receptive to new information that is out there, but you just weren't aware of it. So, you know, it's like you and I are talking on this channel, but there's other channels happening at the same time. Unless I tune in to another channel or we go to another station, we don't know what that information is. And so when we're completely only tuned in to the one frequency and the one broadcast that we already know, how do we find new information? Mm. Meditation is a huge factor in being able to do that. Yeah. It's a reset. I love it. I, I meditate and it helps so much, so much. It, Cause I feel like throughout the day then I'm a lot more present right? and I don't get distracted as easily and I don't get stressed or overwhelmed. But when I do, my first response is to med- not even to meditate, but to focus on my breath. Cause that's my grounding yeah. for me. And I even it's would huge. do it when I'm pitching, playing yeah. baseball. Like so baseball work, can huge. be meditative. Yeah, Anything can be. Um, our classes at Be Hot can be meditative. Sitting down and having a cup of feel love and writing in your journal could be meditative. I know for a fact that my dad running every day was his meditation. Mm. He'd come back happier. He'd come back less stressed. We loved it when he went for a run because he had quite a heightened temper um, while we were kids. And um, he was, you know, working out for him and running was meditative. And it really helped his mental state, mm. I think, um, to be more balanced. It's huge. It is. Runners meditate while they're running. I so mean, it's, it's just finding a way to, to cope with stress and with life, whatever that is. Absolutely. Find it. I mean, try different things. So for the listeners, that that's one thing you could do is try meditation. Okay. I use the Calm app okay. um, a lot of times. I've done the Wim Hof method for the listeners that want to try that. You have to YouTube it. A lot of the guests on the podcast do the Wim Hof method as well, but just find different ways that you can, because life is so stressful, but we all need a reset. And we all we need do to be offer meditation present. classes too. Oh, you do? Yeah, we do. Okay. And most every practice ends in a meditation um, style in Shavasana. That's the end pose. Okay. And that is a meditation. And usually those are not very long. So it's a really good way to start and, and to feel how you feel doing it. Like, do you love it? Do you like it? Is that the best part of the practice for you? 
Um, just depends on, on, on the mindset that you're in at the Interesting. time. But we always end in some kind of shavasana mostly or meditation, mm-hmm. as you would call it, at the end of all of our practices. Except for in booty, we end in the tribe circle. Yes. And that, I guess, could be a form of meditation as well, where we're drumming and connecting and, again, feeling connected, feeling whole, feeling aligned, mm-hmm. feeling one, you know, is, is so powerful. And if you can continue to feel that way after the practice and you can continue to feel that way as you are looking for your purpose, as you are cultivating your passions, you will always win. Mm. You will. You will win. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I feel like we could talk for hours about this stuff. It, sadly, we're, we're running out of <laughs> oh, time, geez. which is so literally time flies. I got my field copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a little plug for the listeners. Right that here. Are, Philip. Yep. Yep. So I, Speaking of that, before we wrap up with the last Mm -hmm. question, how can my listeners support and serve you? How can they sign up for your classes, Mm -hmm. get Feel Love? Tell us. So we have five Southern Utah locations of Feel Love. So we have, I know, two in Springdale. So if you're going up to Zion, go go check us out up there. We have one close to the entrance of the park. It's it's a small standalone. We have one in town closer to like the Bittenspur or Oscars in, in town. We've got the three here in Southern Utah open, which one is connected to be hot, mm-hmm. um, on Riverside drive. And, and I love the decorations in there. I can tell you, you decorated yes. it. It's awesome. Yeah. Check I like the timeless classic. Yeah. Like I love timeless. I love things that could be vintage, but you also are like never going to get sick of them. Uh-huh. Um, and so wood ceiling and then, you know, the other one downtown has a brick and I kind of decorated around keeping the, uh, feel of that building in, in Ancestor Square being um, adobe brick with the vintage looks and mm-hmm. chandeliers for the beautiful lighting. And who doesn't love a chandelier? I mean, cause it's the best lighting ever. <laughs> and then our Ivan's location just recently opened. It's no right at the base of Snow Canyon State Park at the roundabout there where you turn to go to Tuacon or you go up to the park. We are right on the corner. We have a drive through in that one. So moms or anyone that's in a hurry can get there and, and drive through and without getting on the car. But ultimately the inside of that one is pretty spectacular Ooh, too. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> it's a cross between uh, a French chateau and, um, uh, gosh, uh, maybe I want to say Prague a little bit. Okay. What's that? Uh, so Prague is a co- Prague, the country. Okay. Um, and it's just got this quaint feel to it with cobblestone all through the ground and just like you're in Europe. Yeah. Super cool. And no way. really pretty lighting in there. Very bright, um, chandeliers, white ceiling. It's just really spectacular. Okay. So if you're in St. George, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Brand new location. You've got five of them. Yes. Okay. Then what else? We have How's one in Colorado. So we also have one Loveland, Colorado. And, um, we, that one's going great. It's right downtown Loveland. If so, if you're traveling to, um, Estes park or the Rocky mountain national park, you, you have to go through there okay. too. So super fun. And then if you want to sign up for classes at be hot, we have an app that you can download. It's free from the app store, it has all of our classes listed, it has packages. You can book a class from there. You can read all about the classes from there every single day. Our schedule's online and who's teaching. Mm. Or you can just come in and our front desk staff, which is amazing, can help you with any pass that 
would work for you, depending on how long you're going to live in town, how many times you want to come, what you're looking for, all of those things. And they can just, they can help you out so much, mm. um, tailoring that pass for you. Okay. So, and what's your website? Uh, behot.com is for behot and for fill of coffee. It's fill of Okay. And you have this new, um, cocktail bar. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about that. Who super and fun. And how they can, how they can get, get Yeah, there. so it's 21 and up. So just yeah, so you know. For, for the young hustlers, you might not be able to make it. <laughs> it's 21 and up only, and IDs are scanned at the door. Okay, so I won't even be able to get in <laughs> yeah, if I went to go soon. check it out. Anyways, it's it's a cocktail lounge, so it's it's not like a your tip. It, we're, you know, we're surrounded. We have the station across the street, which is like a fun frat house kind of fun thing. And yes, a tap house, more of a beer house. And then we have the hive four, three, five across the street from us there as well. And that's also a tap house. And then we have the Avenir, which is the hotel right on the corner of St. George Boulevard and main street. And they have a, a bar in there as well, but it's kind of like a hotel bar. And then there's us and we cater to craft cocktails um, again, it's just something my husband and I both love to do, you know, if we're ever traveling, we like to go, um, have a cocktail and, and just relax. It's, we're not drink, we're not really heavily drinkers actually, but what we found was that the adults in this town, 21 and up needed someplace to go similar to what we offered with Be Hot and Feel Love, which is being seen, heard, cared for, and having that excellence and quality. So again, our passions and purpose kind of created, uh, the cocktail lounge and it's got super sultry and serene furniture inside and our bartenders are top, top, top. We make everything in house as far as, uh, syrups and flavors and our charcuterie boards, which are our food offering because it's a bar. So we actually have a bar license, which means food is offered, but not required. It's mm -hmm. weird. We have a exception, but our charcuterie boards come from feel of. And so they supply them every day fresh for that evening. That. We open at 6 PM every night. We serve till 1 AM. That's Utah law. We have to, we have to stop serving at one and we stay open till two. So if anyone wants to hang out and eat food or have a NA, which is a non-alcoholic beverage, they can do that and get sober or whatever before mm -hmm. they have to go. Fridays and Saturdays, we have live DJ <coughs> that brings the house down. No way. It is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. It's crazy. It's packed. And, um, I have Tino, uh, Tino is our house DJ, um, and he's a pretty cool dude. And then we have another guy, Tony, that's also a backup as well, and he, he does a few other gigs in town. Brings our Latin nights up, which is uh, the third Thursday of every month as well. But ultimately, it was out of necessity of having somewhere to go at night, like we created at Be Hot, but somewhere to go and just be there. And, and we've had the cast of, uh, the Yellowstone crew or, uh, Kevin Costner's crew in there pretty mm -hmm. much the whole time they've been here filming. He hasn't come in. I hoped, I hoped he would, <laughs> but they come in they just love it. They just think it's the best thing yeah, ever. It's that environment you're creating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our bartenders are mixologists. They're like, uh, you know, they're just, they're creating these, these awesome things. And my favorite is the espresso martini, which is with our feel of coffee. And, um, and then whatever spirit somebody wants to add to that or, mm. or they don't have to have, they can just have coffee, yeah. but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it just adds another aspect of, and depth to creating, um, culture here 
bringing culture and bringing things that we love. I said my, I grew up in LA, born and raised. My husband was also born in Pasadena and grew up in LA. And I was wild child. I grew up going to parties, going to clubs, going to the beach, having fun. Mm -hmm. Like I just wanted to have fun every day, every single day. And that's never gone away. Yeah. I love bringing that, that element of feeling alive to life. Mm. I just love it. And so if that means having a DJ and having a cool place to go at night for, um, those that are, are wanting and looking for some place to go hang out that are over 21, <laughs> uh, we get it, we've got it. And it's just, it, we have an amazing, uh, staff and they cater to everyone. And even our doorman is amazing. He's this jujitsu, um, oh, king. His name is Pincus. Pincus, go meet Pincus. And he is just the best thing ever. He's like our head bouncer. And he looks so unassuming, but he will drop you oh, if he yeah. has to. We've never yeah. had to have that happen. <laughs> <laughs> we have great customers. Yeah. And, and it's just been so fun to have something like that in the evening that um, that we can create. And yeah. it's uh, said, I grew up, I had a fake ID. I'm going to lie. I'm going to tell a story here. In LA, you could get a fake ID at the time. And I had one and I was like all about going to the clubs. I don't drink. I, I never really was like that. I wanted to dance. Cause mm -hmm. I'm a dancer and just have fun and just hang out at night. And, um, and so we brought that, we brought that here and, mm -hmm. and I still feel that same feeling today when I'm there at night, I still feel how I felt at 16, 17, yeah. like it's just energy and fire and connection. And the, the beautiful thing is that that's your work. That's yeah. what you're doing to make money. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I think that is the biggest lesson I learned today from you, Lisa, is that there are so many opportunities for us to find our passion, mm -hmm. align it with what we're good at and make money doing it and yeah. just and find so much happiness. So I, I appreciate your time so much today. <laughs> I've learned so much and it's cool seeing what you visualized yep. and actualized and brought mm -hmm. here to town. And so for real, the listeners go check out um, their studio, their, their coffee shop. I love all their stuff. My grandma loves it. My mom, my aunt, my whole family, and half of the women here in St. George. So go check them out. Um, and once again, this is Caden Terry, and this has been the Psychology of Success. Nice. This has been the Psychology of Success. I invite you to pick one golden nugget that you'd like to apply in your life. Share this episode with a friend on social media and tag me at 11 Cato. Subscribe and leave us a review. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode because I love hearing from you guys and what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram with your questions about business or anything we've talked about. Now it's time to get to work. Here's to actualizing our infinite potential one day at a time. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.